What's up? It's Sierra. Hey, it's Ebony. And, and welcome, welcome to the Real Play Podcast. All right. Welcome, everybody, back to the Real Play Podcast. I'm Sierra. Hi, it's Ebony. And today we are going to be talking about the protests. So we know a lot has been going on with the Black Lives Matter. There's a lot of protests happening nationwide, worldwide, in person, on the internet. Um, There's peaceful protests. There's non-peaceful protests uh, on both sides. So um, we just want to take a minute to kind of talk about what's happening and our personal experiences with the protesting. So over the last three weeks, I have attended two separate protests, both of which were on the peaceful side. Um, The most recent one was with Alfred Street Baptist Church, which is a large, well-known church in Alexandria, Virginia. Um, They held a peace in prayer walk. And I like to do this one, one, because I am not of that church, but I do follow them on social media and I do attend their Kaya events which Kaya stands for come as you are and that's the first Wednesday of every month and I go to their events and I know that they're out there really trying to make a change in the community so when I saw it was a peaceful prayer walk from the African-American Museum Smithsonian African-American Culture Museum from there down to the new Black Lives Li- Black Lives Matter Plaza. I was like, I gotta go to this one. Like it's a church, we're praying. It's going from two historical marks now that the the street is actually painted bright, thirty feet large letters, Black Lives Matter, going directly into the White House. Um, I had to go. So I went with a friend and one of her coworkers and we drove down to DC, which I will say was a surreal, a surreal feeling. Have you been to DC since I've been, I've been once, but not for a protest just because, um, COVID is real, but, um, I have been to DC and it's, it's, I've seen a lot of, um, like black Lives matter, uh, things like, uh, writing, on in people's windows, just mm-hmm. like on signs. Um, so it's, it's a little so different. It, it's definitely different. So the protest started at 7 p.m. We were supposed to begin assembling at, I mean, p.m., 7 a.m. on a Sunday. We were supposed to begin assembling at 6 a.m. Um, driving down there, there were a lot of streets that were closed, so we really couldn't get super close to where we were supposed to meet. Um, the metro wasn't open yet because it was a Sunday, so we we had to drive. There was no other choice. But as we parked on 12th Street and F and started walking towards the museum, we noticed like a lot of businesses were boarded up. Mm-hmm, and we're yes. like, what's happening? Is this? And there's absolutely no cars out. You know, it is a Sunday. It's COVID. It's six o'clock. It was like 6.30, 6.45 by the time we got down there. Um but for them to be boarded up, we're like, is this boarded up because of Black Lives Matter? Because they don't want, you know, protests, protesters to break their glasses, like banks, restaurants, like you name it. Hard Rock Cafe was closed up. 
and it was just it was just weird but you could still see that they you could open the doors you just couldn't see into anything so it almost felt like kind of like the world was ending because there were so many things boarded up and there were no cars dc if you've ever been up here dc is not like new york where it never sleeps but it never sleeps there's always a car there's always people there's always traffic and it wasn't there was like nothing i could walk across the street and not even have to look left or right because i knew there were no cars coming but well, I went yesterday and there were there were cars um not for a protest or anything but there were cars it was just it was very a di- very different dc than i'm used to it was less cars uh, yeah it's less than normal yeah, yeah. Um, and when did you go? Cause I, mine, yes, it was Sunday at six something in the morning. So that I know attributed to it, but what oh, really I said yesterday, got, I thought yesterday was Saturday. My bad. I didn't go. I went Saturday. Not, you went not Saturday. Yesterday. Yeah. Not yesterday. Oh. Okay. Um, so when we walked up there, there was hundreds of people. Uh, I didn't realize till later that I, I believe the post from the church said there was 3000 of us out there. Oh, wow. Um, but it was, it was a lot. I did notice it was a lot because we wrapped around multiple streets before we were able to take off. And, you know, we had, they played, you know, some gospel music and then we prayed and then we started. And they were very strict on having your mask on and remaining six feet. So they kept making you do airplane arms, arms straight out. As long as you can't touch anybody, we were in rows of five. We didn't have like, we didn't have a lot of chants like the first one I went to where they were yelling, what is his name? What is her name? But every, I would want to say like every quarter mile, there was somebody standing on the side of the road that with a sign and it said, pray for this, pray for that. So pray for the system, pray for the victims, pray for um, equality for all people in healthcare. Uh, What else did they have? Pray for the families. And then the very last one, when we got to the plaza said, pray for Black Lives Matter. So as you're walking, I did have on, I had my earpieces in and I was listening to gospel music on my, on my phone. And when I saw what I was supposed to pray for, I was like, okay, here we go. And you're just walking, you know, with your eyes open. Cause you're not walking, you don't stop. Like you're still walking and you're just praying for whatever it is, sending those up because we know prayer is powerful. Then we walked around and got to the plaza. And when we got to the plaza, you see the White House. The stage was right in front of the White House. It happened to be Trump's birthday. So what is that? The June 14th or something? I think it was, it was that Sunday. Um, So it was June 14th and I didn't realize it was his birthday. (laughs) And until I got home and everyone's like, yeah, it's National Obama Day. And I'm like, when they pass that? (laughs) I'm looking Mm -hmm. on the phone like, it's Obama Day. What is that? But really, they were just trying to kind of go at Trump because they know he's very sensitive. And on his birthday, we're giving Obama a lot of love. And on his birthday, we're marching 3,000 people to his front door, which he probably wasn't even there, but it didn't matter. It was the fact that we were all there. We were all praying. Um, they play Break Every Chains. I put a little video on Instagram. Um, and then uh, Pastor Wesley, he told everybody like, okay, now it's time to pray and get into whatever stance that is the most comfortable to you. And when I say about, of the 3,000, about 2,000 of them were down on their knees on top of Black Lives Matter. I don't know if there's a picture of it, but down there and he was just praying and we were just praying and worshiping and just like, we need we need this to end. We need the inequality to end. We need the, the killings, most importantly, 
to end. We want to feel safe in our own country and not feel that we have to look over our shoulder every second of the day. Because literally as a black person, you have, you don't realize it, but you're constantly on guard because you just never know. And that's sad to be home, but at the same time, feel as though you're a stranger and that you're, you're on guard all the time. So I really did enjoy that, um, that protest because it was peaceful. It was impactful. It really did like, to me, it hit home when we finished walking, we finished praying and they told us, (laughs) they were like, all right, anything from now on has nothing to do with Alfred street Baptist church. The peaceful protest is over. We've hit whatever time it was. Enjoy yourselves. They had some music playing, but they're like anything else it's not associated with the church. So we kind of walked around and we looked at, there's so many different pieces of memorabilia that are up on the fences that are painted on the walls. I took pictures of just beautiful, beautiful paintings of people that just, I guess you can call it graffiti because it's not supposed to be there, but it's just, it's gorgeous. And um, they had even against the fence, they had different people who have been killed by police officers and there's no justice, justice hasn't been served yet. And there were black people and there was even a a white girl, like it was her picture and her story on a poster right there. And I heard that there was stuff across the, all the way across the fence. And there was hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of things, but I guess Trump got upset and had it taken down. We saw, I saw the church that he walked across the street to and right in front of it there's actually a bunch of people that are giving away free water for all protesters um, and it looked like it had seen better days but overall i felt that being in dc and going down there was an experience one to see the to see the plaza which is what two weeks old now i don't know but to see that in person was big i wanted to show my parents it but they are not here (laughs) Hopefully they'll be able to see it because it's, it's a big thing for black people to see. Yeah. I really, really wanted to go. I haven't been, um, I probably could have went today since I'm off from work, but, um, I was going to go maybe two weekends ago when they first did it with a friend and, um, I ended up not going for some reason, mostly because of COVID and I kept seeing like pictures or video of people. And when I say it was so many people, so I text my friend and I'm like, Hey, how was it? I said, I kept seeing video online. It looked like it was a sea of people. And she was like, no girl, it was an ocean. She was like, Mm -hmm. it was so many people. Like, she was like, I had to walk for 30 minutes to my car, from my car. And then, you know, then, you know, walk with the protest. She was like, it was so many people. And so I'm like, I don't, I want, I really want to protest. Um, And I've been trying to do things in other ways, but I didn't just feel comfortable going with so many people. I would say you can definitely, I would go on an off time. Like you don't even yeah. have to go at a, at a, to a protest to see it. I would just go like, even like you said today, there's pro- there is going to be people down there. They're going to be there, but more people come later on in the day than earlier in the morning. If I so, would have thought about it, I would have went two days ago when I was down there, but I just, it didn't cross my mind. So it's, it's something to see. Um, yeah. What, right when we hit the corner, I was just like, wow, like this is really here. These are really the, le- I'm standing on these, these are huge. I've seen them in the pictures, but when you walk in and then you see that it, it does go directly into the White House, it's kind of like he can't ignore it. It's right there. Um, 
So that was the first, I mean, that was the second protest I went to. The first one was a little more animated, I would say. It actually happened here in the city that I live in. And we all um, came to the local park that had a lake. And I don't even know who was running, who was the actual runner of the the protest, but we showed up. It was me and the same, one of my same friends who went to the second protest with me and a couple other people. And it was a sight to see because with that one, even with the second one, you, there were white people and, you know, brown people, every color that were involved. But the one here in the city that I live in, you saw so much diversity. You saw all ages. You saw all colors, literally. You saw police officers standing out there. It was a lot. Um, the one time that it got a little, got a little nervous because there was a, a white gentleman holding the police flag. And I never knew it was a police flag. It looks like the American flag, except for it's black and blue. It has a blue line for one of the stripes. And he was standing right in the front with a bright pink shirt on. We're just like, okay, cool. And then they were going to give him the mic. They were like, all right, well, we're going to ask this lovely gentleman here in the pink shirt to come up and speak. And as soon as he started to speak, everybody started booing. And I'm like, what is happening? I didn't know. They're like, and one guy's like, that's the police flag. And he's like, man, F that. I was like, huh? What? What? Whoa, calm down, son. So it turned out that he was a police officer and he was going to, I don't know what he was going to say. And I really wish they would have let him speak. But as he got onto the mic and got to the stage, the booze and everything was just so loud. You couldn't even hear him. And so a gentleman who happened to be an older African-American gentleman took the mic from him. He said, everybody, calm down, calm down. I know this man. I'm vouching for him. You need to listen to what he has to say. And then from there, the booze came more. It was like, oh, so you're one of them. It should be brown before blue. And the guy who was really going off was lit. When I say he was standing next to me, he was standing next to me. Like <laughs> my friend was standing next to me and then she walked on the other side and moved it. I was like, no, <laughs> now he's right here. And he was so agitated and he had like, I wasn't afraid like he was about to like pull out a gun or start shooting or anything like that. Like I didn't think it was going to be a bad situation, but he was agitated and people were trying to calm him down. And he was like, no, see, because of guys like you, that's why we're here where we are because it should be always brown before blue. And I'm like, is this happening? So the guy didn't get to talk. They took the mic from him and said, because it was just too loud. And they were like, well, we, we really need to stay on schedule. They're closing off the street right now. We're about to start the protest. Thank you guys all for coming. But before we start, let's pray. And um, they started to pray. And then after that, they did, or maybe it was right before, they did a moment of silence for Breonna Taylor and for everybody, um, but specifically George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and Ahmad. And when that moment of silence, I didn't realize how many people were out there either. It was 2,500, I believe. And we found that out later. It gave me chills when that moment of silence happened for that many people to be quiet. All you heard were birds, no cars. Like it was dead silent. And that's when you really realize that these aren't just names. Like these are really human beings that lost their lives for absolutely no reason. And I almost like, I had my little sunglasses on cause it was hot, but I was like, 
I had chills. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm about to cry. Like, this is real. Like, I'm really out here fighting like my ancestors fought in my own way for justice to live in a country that I didn't choose to be born into, but I'm born here and I am a citizen. So it, that, the chills were just, I can't even explain it. I saw um, a video on Instagram that really like made the hairs on my arm stand up. They um, basically, everybody was on the ground with their hands behind their back. Mm -hmm. Did you see that video? It was on the plaza? Uh, I don't know if it was on the plaza or if it was on, it was in another city. I've seen a bunch of pictures where they're on the plaza and they're actually laying on their stomachs with their hands behind their backs as though they're being arrested. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure they have in other cities, but the this last one, one I saw was on the plaza. This one was for George Floyd. And they basically, um, everyone was supposed to basically for that eight minutes and I think 46 seconds, if I'm not mistaken, um, basically say everything that he was saying when he was, you know, mm-hmm. um, getting arrested and it was powerful i was like oh my god like just hearing them um the person on the mic call out like i can't breathe and then having everyone else chant like i can't breathe so i can Mm. imagine you know what i felt you know through watching is like it pales in comparison to what they actually felt laying down on the ground with their hands behind their back Mm -hmm. chanting these same words so yeah it's it makes it real and so when we were marching on that one, it was hot. It was in the middle of the day. Um, there were a lot of people who would start the chants. They would say, what is his name? And we would say, George Floyd. What is her name? Brianna Taylor. And we would just keep going. And then it, we, we just had different chants. And we, would, we already knew, like, whatever she said, we'd follow. But after a while, I was like, whoa, I can't, I can't breathe because I had my mask on and it was hot. I was like, I can't breathe. I'm like, wait, I can't take my mask off because I can't breathe. But he really couldn't breathe. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I'm gonna keep this mask on because this is nothing in comparison to. And I, I had to keep telling myself, like, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. But that's part of why I'm here is because he couldn't breathe. So it just like I feel the chills right now. Like it was just that that march. It wasn't violent. It was definitely peaceful. It had a whole lot of people there, of all. And I just love seeing like kids. Sometimes there's a couple times this little girl was like, "What is her name?" And we all turned home. <laughs> yes. Brianna Taylor, like just the kids are out there too. And maybe they know and understand and maybe they don't, but it shows you that it affects all of us, regardless of our age, regardless of um, our color, of our social class. Like it doesn't matter. We're all affected in this whole country. So that, that protest, it kind of like kicked something, started something in me like, wow, this is real all those times you watch those movies and you see your ancestors doing stuff and you're like, man, if I was there, I'd do it too. I'd be out there too. I'll get hit with the water. It's just water. I don't want to get hit with the water, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, when you see those movies, sometimes you're like, well, what if I was there back in those days? What would I have done? And to kind of be out there on the front lines in a way, so to speak, it's just like, wow. And, Oh, go ahead. They have a march actually coming up. I don't know if I sent you the flyer, but it's for the um, Million Man March. I think they it's on August the 28th. Mm-hmm. And I do plan on going to that one, even though, I'm, again, I'm nervous about COVID because it is real. And the line of work that I work in, I hear about 
um, you know, the cases all the time. So it's a little nerve wracking to me that the numbers are still going up, but you know, we don't hear about them. So it's called March on Washington and it's August 28th and it's going to be at 12 p.m. at the Lincoln Memorial for anyone that wants to join. So I am going to that one. So I, speaking of the Million Man March, um, I will say, I want to say, I'm going to check it out right now. Um, the, it might've been the first one back when, yep. So the Million Man March was the gathering of African-American men in Washington, D.C. on October 6, 1995. That was actually my dad's birthday. And my dad took us out of school for that. And we sat there and watched the Million Man March. And there were millions of people there. Like, I remember seeing it on TV and like, wow, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. And I can just imagine that's 95. And here we are in 2020 doing it again. I don't know if there's been one since then, but if you're going out there, just know it's going to be a lot of people, wall to wall people. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I was a little, uh, you know, I mean, I guess if, if COVID wasn't here, I wouldn't be as nervous because, you know, mm-hmm. um, but um, I'm reading on there the um, March on Washington Instagram, and they basically said they tried to collaborate with other people and no one has gotten back to them yet for other marches. And if they do get back to them, then they'll back off this March. So I would just say watch their Instagram um, just to um, see if they'll still do it on the 28th. Okay. Oh yeah, that just reminded me, speaking of collaborations, the one that I did with the Alfred Street Baptist Church was in collaboration with the NAACP. So that could have also been what brought out the amount of numbers. Um, And there's marches like every day. If you really look online, you'll see that there's different marches, different protests every day. Somewhere in D.C., Baltimore has a lot. Um, It's just like people are angry right now and they want to be heard and they want to be seen. And right now that's the way to get the attention that they're searching for. So if you are looking for a march, I would just Google or even look on Instagram there. You'll definitely, when I, you'll find one, um, just use some discernment to determine which ones you want to go to. Be sure to bring your mask, bring gloves, bring an ID with you on bring your water. person. Yes. Bring water. A lot of them have had water. The one that was here in my town city actually had water and snacks. I was like, and wow. snacks, yeah. I was going to say, um, another thing, too, is I didn't really know the bus schedule here or the train schedule, train schedule. Obviously, I don't take the train often enough here, but I didn't really know how that was running either. Um, and that's the probably the best way if you're going to go in D.C. at least to a march. That probably would be the best way to go into the city versus driving. Yeah, you definitely want to check the schedule. And that's what we had to deal with on the, the morning one is my Friend, she was going to take one and then we realized wait we got to get there at 7 6 30 but the trains don't start on sunday till 8 so then she had to uber oh, down okay. instead of trying to park so definitely check how you're going to get there we decided to drive Uber is dangerous now too is it mm-hmm. i mean you get in a car with somebody that could potentially have covid too because you know they don't have any regulations on getting tested so and then people are still need to make money they're still going to drive regardless if if they can do it. Yeah. And I I've mean, been in the Uber with go. certain 
drivers too back in the day and they like this one driver I can just imagine he was coughing the whole time and then he coughed and sneezed and he let down his window and the particles came in the back and I felt it so COVID wasn't out then but I could have had COVID you know yeah so it's just things like that that scare me because I've been in Ubers before and it's yeah so I mean wherever however you're traveling whether it, you can get the same thing on the metro because you don't know That's what true. the person next to you has so if you feel more comfortable if you don't want to be around other people but you still want to go to the protest and kind of do your thing you might want to drive down there yourself you may also want to just stay a little far away like we said airplane arms is what we did to keep on reaching out and if you could touch anybody that means they're too close to you i don't think that's that's not equal to six feet your arms are not six feet long but it still gives you an idea of getting your own personal space so if you are uncomfortable with protesting in person and some people even kind of stood out to the side, like far off to the side. So they really weren't near anybody. And like I said, everybody had their masks on for the most part the whole time. Um, you might want to find a different way to protest. There's written protests that you can do. You can sign petitions. You can donate money. We've talked mm -hmm. about that in one of our other episodes. So also, lots I, of other ways. I saw something that was really interesting. So I had been doing um, the emails, like sending them. But if you go on some people's Instagram, you know how you can swipe up and then it's just like an automated um automatic generated email mm -mm. that okay so you could do it where it's automatic so just keep in mind when you see people post these templates you want to change up your subject and the contents of your email um, not only change your name but just change it because um depending on who you send it to they may have the subject filtered out so they don't even see it so if you use the same subject as someone else now they're not even hitting that person's inbox so just keep that in mind um too when you're sending out your emails to like change up the body of the email and the subject so it's not being filtered out that's good advice yeah i saw that and i was like oh man i didn't think about that so now when i you know email i make sure i change that up just in case you know mm -hmm. they're like that's spam i don't want to see that yeah. And those are emails you're saying that could go to representatives, senators, yes, businesses. I'm not sure. But if anything, like if you're doing anything that's generated already for you and there's a template, just make sure that you change key things that could possibly be used as filters. Correct. Yep. But yeah, like we said, if you want to go out in person, do it in person. If you want to find other ways, send the email, sign the petitions, donate money. Um, volunteer also, to give use, out water use your gifts your skills like so you know Sierra and I we have this podcast so we're using this podcast to get more information out we're still doing other stuff as well but I mean I've seen people who if you're a lawyer you might you know give some uh, pro bono work or if you um, are a hairstylist I don't know I'm just making this up but you may um donate a part of your proceeds donate a part of your proceeds or and or say give you know, haircuts give haircuts or say if someone has uh if 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 you donate a certain portion then you get this amount off your um hairstyle or something like that yeah and, and like i said there's a lot of artwork downtown right now um and you could donate artwork for auction you could even just donate it and just add it to the to beautifying the city or beautifying wherever you you live just so that people can see it there was a crocheted blanket 
and I did put it on my Instagram and it was Black Lives Matter and it had so much detail, so much, it was so colorful. It was just beautiful and it's still up there. And next to it, it had the name of the person who did it, but you know, they didn't, they put in the work, they used their own skills of crocheting, (laughs) which I can't do, (laughs) but it left a mark and so many people stood in front of it and took a picture just because it was just that beautiful. And it brought, it brought a smile to a lot of people's faces. So you, you never know how you can help other people. Yep. You can spark joy. And then also, um, just think about making sure you give money, put money back into your community. Right. So when you're going out to eat, making sure you are supporting black businesses as well, or, um, when you're looking for certain products, um, skincare, um, body butters, I don't I'm just thinking, but just making sure that you spend your money, um, within the community too, will be helpful. Yeah. And I've been using, um, this website called eatblackowned.com and it's just a search engine. So wherever you live, you can either put in your zip code, you can put it in your city, you can have them know where your loca- your current location is. If you don't know where you are and they'll use that location and just tell you all the black owned restaurants, franchises that are in a certain distance from you. So you can put your money back into the eating establishments. But like she said, there's black owned companies that do makeup, that do body butters, that do cleaning supplies, that do personal hygiene, feminine personal hygiene. Um, you name it, like we clothing lines. We're out there. We may not be as big as those big, big, big corporate names that everybody knows, but there are a lot of us out here that have businesses and even your small business. Like if your friend sells jewelry, I don't know, maybe instead of going to Walmart or (laughs) something to get some cosmetic jewelry, Mm -hmm. buy it from her. She's got some African earrings she's making, buy it from her. Or if he's got some beard oil, don't go to Walmart and buy your oil or to the the beauty supply store, buy it from your, your homeboy so that the money is staying within our community and, and we're building each other up. But that was just my account of um, attending a pro attending two different protests and how they've affected me. I know my neighborhood constantly, they keep doing protests. They're doing drive-by protests. And what the, the first time I didn't realize what was happening. I'm sitting in my house. I just keep hearing horns honk and I'm like, what? And I look out and there's just cars and they're just driving up and down all the streets, honking their horns, holding signs that say Black Lives Matter. I didn't realize it until I went online and saw, they say, yes, we're assembling at this place on this day at this time. And there was a hundred cars one time and they just did a couple of days ago. So I know it's probably going to happen again, but even little things like that, they never even got out of their cars. Oh, that makes sense to but me. They, like, go ahead. Sorry. But they held the signs and they honk. So if you're even in your house, you're just like, you're looking out to see what it is and you see Black Lives Matter or we, you know, we care, we with you, we're allies and they're honking. And so you never even have to be around another person, but you're still making a statement and you're still standing up for what's right. Yeah. One of my um, friends, she lives in Colorado and she uh, did the same. um, And she was like, it was fun because we social distance. And then Mm -hmm. she also just did um, a protest. They did it on bikes. And I asked her how that went and she said it was fine. People were able to social distance and still, um, you know, protest. And yeah, there's so many ways that you can use your voice and use your skills. So 
Um, if you feel led to do it in person, do it in person. If you feel led to do it online, do it online. If you feel led to do it through your business, do it through your business. But what really needs to happen now is we need some change and we need each individual to help push us towards that change, change your mindset, change the actions, change the system and vote the right people in that can help us get to where we want to go. Yeah. So um, within the next few months, we know that there's going to be more protests. We know there may be some un peaceful ones. There may be, there's going to be peaceful ones. There's going to be a lot of creativity. Um, but just if you're listening to this and you know about something, or if you went to one and you want to talk about it and discuss it with us, leave us a voice note, tell us about it. Um, or a message or email us at the real play podcast <laughs> at gmail.com or DM us on the same thing. The real play podcast on Instagram. Um, just keep us informed on what you're doing um, in your community right now and to keep yourself sane and to keep us all moving forward. Thank you for listening to this episode and we will be looking for you in our next one. All right. Bye. <laughs> bye. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on all social media platforms at The Real Play Podcast. We would love to hear from you. So leave us a comment, DM, or voice note. And don't forget to come hang out with us on our next episode.